live with episode 15 of the Gold Card Podcast. My name is Vince Colotti at Gelati LOL on Twitter. With me tonight, we have John George at the Esports Plug. How are we doing, everybody? Uh, Chris Chung at Primetime. If I'm not muted, you'll hear me sounding louder. <laughs> and unfortunately, we are without Calvin for the time being. He might hop in late. We're not sure yet. So, uh, Calvin at Ruler R. Salmon on Twitter. So, we got week one in the books for the LPL and the NALCS. We also have the first two days in the book for the LCK uh, that started on Wednesday morning. Yeah, Wednesday morning. Uh, real quick, before we dive into the gigantic slate of week one and two action we have for this week, I wanted to dive into your impressions from week one. Uh, I'll go to John first, if you want. He might need a minute. One second. Chris, uh, how about you? How about your impressions from <laughs> Sure thing. Uh, from a DFS land, I think pretty much hit on some of the things that I expected, which is good because I'm on the positive side so far and I'm hoping to keep this trend going. Uh, minor surprises here and there for the most part, more so from some of the LPL games. But for LCS, I think, um, well, aside from my 100 Thieves love, um, everything seems to look look good and the carryover from the spring split will um, is still there, but I'm expecting changes to come as the patches keep changing. Yeah, I I had a really I had a rough time in the LCS in week one, but I think to me what's what's really interesting so far about this season, and we'll we'll dive into teams in a, in a little bit. That'll be like the next topic here, but uh, I think I think one of the the really interesting things to me has been that the metagame is like really really wide open, and that you're seeing some preference toward like early game like mid game spike skirmishing style teams like the LPL style or. Uh, like Vietnamese style, you're seeing a little bit of that, and you're also seeing a little bit of the the meta slowing down a little bit and going back to like what it's been the past couple of years, which is like you know scaling two core, scaling three core compositions, and I, I think it's really cool that both seem viable. I think we're seeing a bit of an uptick in the scaling compositions than we did during the spring split. In the spring split, it was just kind of everybody was everybody was playing, you know, all like everyone's all in aggro. There's a ton of kills in every game, and really outside of Korea and like a couple corner cases like Splice, pretty much everybody was just, you know, rough and tumble skirmishing all the time. So I think it's kind of nice to see the return of the, the, the scaling carry a little bit. And I think there have been some patch changes to influence that that have made some of the champions that are good at that good again. And uh, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. Papa Smithy talked a lot about it on the LCK broadcast this morning. He's a lot more articulate than I am. So I'd encourage people to check out what he was saying during the Absolutely. first series this morning, which would have been Thursday, June 6th. So, uh, anything, uh, John, you got anything to, to add on to this? Just like early impressions, week one, you know, I definitely, I've definitely continued to feel, and I, I said it preseason, I think most of us knew it, but I've definitely continued to feel like mid jungle top is running the world. The like, yeah. I think right now you can get away with having a mediocre AD carry on your team. Um, I feel like in a lot of games, AD carries are almost like false flags. Like they still get targeted in team fights because you kind of have to target them, but the team fights aren't really getting influenced by them uh, as often as they have in past metas for sure. Well, you know what's uh, interesting about that too is like you you say that, but then you also see like a game like you have like you have like Genji playing around ruler. 
like th- those games this morning or where it was like you know you you, you wouldn't know nothing was ever happening it was like it was like nothing changed from two years ago now granted there are still like, oh go ahead granted that go was ahead, like those two ahead. specific teams but I don't. I just found it really, really interesting, and it showed that, like, I mean, maybe it takes an elite level eighty carry to do that. And I think you are still. You're just going to see some teams do that anyway. I think, like, I think Splice in the LEC, you're still going to see them playing around Kabe, even though it's Mm -hmm. not really in meta. And you should still be able to do it. Like that for me is the sign of a healthy game. There's always going to be a dominant strategy because it's really, really hard to balance League of Legends. But the game's healthy as long as the other things are still doable if you do them really well. So you can have a, a mid and top centric uh, like meta game as long as teams that are really good at playing around eighty carries can still do it. It becomes really unfun and oppressive if there's no way to play around the eighty carry. Like they're just so weak that they're just useless in every game. But I don't think we're there. I think we're at a place where. They're just underpowered compared to the other lanes, but you can still try to build protect the eighty carry compositions and with tanks and try to play them. Yeah, I think the mm. game's in a super healthy spot. I mean, we we super said this during, we said this during MSI and really like throughout the spring split too, where like the game's just really really fun to watch. And I'm that's coming from me. Like that's someone like I'm someone that loved those like you know seven to one, you know, or like under ten kills, like thirty five minute lane swap, like. I like the beautiful, like, artistic strategy games, but, like, it's 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 fun for the average viewer to watch this stuff, and I'm having a blast watching it, too. And you get yeah, I different think styles, different I'm champions, an, it's great. I'm, like, a little anti-elitist in that. I still just prefer watching, like, IG games, even, even like, though it's not pretty and everybody's making mistakes. I, like, I, I much prefer just watching, like, a dirty bot lane dive where everyone was on half health when they started and they got to try to juggle the aggro and maybe the enemy that's getting dove just gets a triple kill because they just really couldn't have pulled this off. I know that's my favorite kind of League of Legends to watch, so. <laughs> just different kinds different kinds of things I just... can appreciate both. Go ahead, Chris. Exactly. So maybe, maybe I'm more so in between both of you. I do enjoy that aspect of sometimes slow it down, sometimes having those fast games and then having a mix in between because we'll get to see a variety instead of watching the same thing who can do it better of the same type of style and uh, and both are viable like you mentioned you know Gelati I was thinking of you when I was watching those LCK games it's like this is the old man game I'm like 15 minutes yeah. in and it's like one kill no kill <laughs> even the LCK games they're insanely low like what's it called SKT Gen Air is like 20.5 kills <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, I, I, so I thought that was interesting. Next, I wanted to quick touch on um, teams we should adjust early on. And this is a topic I like to bring up at the beginning of each season because it's really, really easy to overreact to week one results, especially in the West where they play best of ones. So, there. But the thing is, there's times where it's correct to do that. So I want to ask you guys, is there a team that we should adjust? Let's Let's do the Western regions first. Uh, is there a team that we should adjust up, or is there a team we should jump ship on already, or is there a team that you're giving like one last chance to? Uh, John, you want to open it up this time? I'm going to start with a small monologue. <laughs> Go for so, it. Some very, no, some very smart guys once talked to me about the idea of strong opinions loosely held. The idea that if you want to make money in betting, that you should really be willing to back your ideas if you have an idea about something, but that you should be willing to move off of those ideas very quickly if they're not true. Don't stick with an untrue idea just because you said for you were really confident about it. Don't just keep doing it. 
And for me, the teams that are making me do that right now are 100 Thieves and Clutch Gaming. I came to both of those teams saying they should be much better this year. I thought the meta fit Clutch a lot better. I thought 100 Thieves would get a, a fresh mental slate and that both of these teams would be much better this year. For two separate reasons, they both are, I'm already like basically ready to give up on both of them. Um, I might start betting against them immediately. 100 Thieves just mechanically look really bad, mechanically and macro. Like they just look terrible as far as like individuals playing League of Legends. They, they, I just don't see any really redeeming factors in their first two games. Um, Clutch, it's their draft and their mentality. I really feel like this team, when they're in the back room, I don't know the players, I don't know the teams, but I really feel like when they're sitting in the back room, they're saying to themselves, like, we are the Huni aggro win your lane team. And so we're going to draft aggro win your lane stuff. And we're just going to dominate people. And that, like, has really never worked for a North American team in the history of the LCS. And it's not working for them. And they keep drafting that way. They just keep drafting, like, early game only lane bully champions and trying to win in like the first 15 minutes of the game. And they'll get ahead by like a thousand gold sometimes. And sometimes they don't even win the lanes, but it's never enough to, to be able to beat these teams that even have mid game champions on their roster. So those are two teams I'm about ready to give up on already. Chris, go for it. I don't think I can depart too much from it. Uh, although I will say that this is part of me expected hundred thieves to come in with a even worse start than they finished the season. And um, I was tentative in holding my excitement back. So now I am going to just probably be uh, betting against 100 Thieves until they change something, until they show some changes. But until then, I think it's a safe bet to either not touch them in DFS at all or bet the other team that will play against them. But uh, they slow things down. They play terrible. They don't look like a cohesive unit. Uh, someday isn't even worth playing. He was a great one-off for me every time. And now I just, I don't want to touch anyone. Afromu hasn't changed. He was part of the main issue when what I saw in the first week. Um, and that, this team is going nowhere fast if they stick with this formula. Yeah, I, I it's, it's funny. I think all of us are going to talk about 100 Thieves and Clutch. And coincidentally, we get to see them on Sunday this week, which should be interesting. Um yeah, I, I echo a lot of what the two of you said already. I think I agree. Hundred Thieves, there's just something that looks off with this team, and I don't know if it's communication. I don't know if it's like laziness, like in games with their with their comms, like not communicating everything. But they're they're just always off on something, and I can never like quite put a finger on what it is. Like some games, it's like they just get individually outplayed. Other games, like, they're just not on the same page with anything. And I, I don't know if that's that they brought in Bang or or, or what. Like, it, it's kind of amazing to me. It's a team that's had the same coaching staff could go from so good to so bad. Because this team made it they, – they were the we're the good – like, the well-coached teamwork team. Like, that's what they were. And every region always has one of those. And I don't – to see a team that goes that like Hanwha was like that last year in the LCK, right? Hanwha was okay. They had like a good, they had like one like really good player in lava last year, but like for the most part, they were just the, okay, we're well coached and we have a good, you know, teamwork and they played as a team and they were very solid. They were a lot like splice. It's the same kind of idea. Right. And hundred thieves was North America's version of that. There's always a version of it in every league. Right. And it, 
usually those teams, their downfall is that they don't have the players, and over time, when the coach gets figured out or their style gets figured out, they kind of fall off. This is just like they, everything has fallen out from under them. And I don't know if it's going to – like they have a chance to redeem themselves. I think if, if they beat Clutch this week, I, that's – if they don't beat Clutch this week, I think I'm, I'm done. And I hate drawing really fast conclusions on best of ones like early in the season like that. But if they don't beat Cl- – they're not going to beat Liquid. So they play Liquid on Saturday. So – if they don't, if they don't take clutch down or at least like look good in either of these games this weekend, I'm I'm out, and I'm willing to admit defeat and eat my hat on on that hundred thieves. Clutch, I agree mostly with what John said, and I think with them, I think it's just a draft issue, and I, I kind of have some faith that that's a fixable thing, as long as they can like, you know, swallow their pride and just understand what they are and stop pretending to be something that they aren't. Then I think that they'll be able to look at their drafts and be like, okay, this isn't working for us. Let's do something simpler. And then if they do that, I think they have a chance to do okay. Um, how about the Eastern regions? Just real quick. Uh, we have Calvin hopping in late, everybody. But uh, Calvin, we're just talking about week one impressions, teams we should uh, adjust early on, up or down. Uh, we just did the Western region. We all said 100 Thieves and Clutch. Uh, let's go to the Eastern regions. Uh, I can open up if you guys want. Sure, go ahead. All right, I'm going to say Dominus. Uh, I was a little skeptical and thought the Sino Dragon were a little bit linear last season and thought that maybe they'd be, like, solved, kind of like in the same vein as Sandbox was, right? But watching these players play, man, they just look good. Like, And I know it's one, it's, it's one week, it was one match, but they look really, really good. And they look like they got that fire in their belly. They're playing fast, they're playing decisive, and... They were doing this for parts of last season, and other parts they just look lost. So if they can keep this up, I think I had them rated a little too low is what I'm saying. I think they're probably closer to like almost definitely a playoff team, whereas I had them just not making the playoffs. So I think Dominus is a, is a shift up for me. And I think in Korea, I, I'm still skeptical on KT. I know they won 2-0, but I feel like they should have won more decisively against Janair than they did. I uh, I agreed with you on Dominus. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but for a lot of last season, I was downplaying Dominus. They were a team I was I was betting against, and it's because I've seen some games of theirs where they were really bad, and I've seen some games of theirs where they were really good. And my opinion last season was that the bad games were reality, and the good games were them playing above their average level. And now I I I've definitely have enough evidence now where I feel like it's the opposite. Like they're going to have some boneheaded games probably every once in a while, but I think the higher level they were playing at in their wins is more representative of who they actually are. So yeah, I, I've shifted on Dominus as well have early this good season. Players and I like maybe for I just didn't see that enough to be convinced. Like Chang like Hong, I've been very impressed with yeah, in particular. He's great, really impressed with Chang Hong. Um, another team I really like so far that I'm going to make an early adjustment on is OMG. I, I kind of like their their roster at the beginning of the season, but I, I just I'm scared of OMG because I, I was high on them last season and they didn't perform very well. But the it's the way that they beat WE. It's not just that they beat WE, but they won that game three in like a forty something minute game where they had a Renekton on their team and they were team fighting with a Jace and a Renekton and just like a composition that should not be winning these late game team fights. Uh, And they had to play, they had to play very good league of legends. It was not just like we get an advantage and we stomp somebody, which is easy to do because we're up by 5,000. 
it was they they showed some resilience. They got up five or six thousand at the beginning, lost a few fights until it was about even, and then with an inferior composition, still came back and won the game. So I I was very impressed with OMG's first game. I'm going to make some adjustment on them as well. Uh, Chris or Calvin, you want to hop in? Let's hear from Calvin. Yeah, I go. Okay, yeah, Calvin, go. If he's here, I don't know. Uh, hi everyone, it's Calvin. Hey, you guys Calvin. know. <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, I agree with you guys. OMG and Dominus. Uh, OMG actually looked. I didn't catch game two actually, but one and three I did. Um, they were really clean game one. Game two was kind of a mishap with like the huge goalie they had. Game three, they had a huge goalie that slipped. But then, like John said, they came back and started playing like pretty good League of Legends. You know what I mean? Like they actually like made proactive plays when they were down and when things didn't go their way. And that was actually kind of surprising coming from OMG. Um, Icon's a beast, dude. <laughs> and I'm going to say this. And, oh, dude, Icon game three was so sick. So sick. You know what I mean? Even when Crystal was down, I kind of like stepped up with with his plays. It was it was awesome. So I'm gonna bump up OMG. I think Curse was was really good as well um, in his debut for for that team. Uh, I would like to say I'm gonna right now. I'm gonna put JDG like literally like down at the bottom. So all right, next. <laughs> well deserved. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, is Calvin done? Sorry, I just want to hear him talk more crap about a JDG. <laughs> LCK, um, do I have to say anything? I don't know. I really have nothing. Um, Genji was all right, I guess, but I put a bet on them. Didn't work out, so I'm still going to have him go up from here, but that's it. Only thing I can say about the LCK is I'm happy that Afrika, I think all of us thought Afrika was going to be better this season than last season, and they, they've come out at least looking like they're not going to be the same team they were last season, which is great. Yes, I agree with that. There's something I forgot about before we hop over to Chris for his is I, I meant to mention KT Rolster. Um, uh, I feel like they should. I did mention KT Rolster. I feel like they should have whooped on Jyn Air. Jyn Air did not look good, but KT, KT, I got nightmares because KT still looked like the exact same team with the exact same problems as they had last split, which makes me skeptical because I thought maybe bringing Prey in, maybe bringing a veteran voice like that could give these give this team some leadership and know how to close a game, but they just don't know what to do with the lead and it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. And I'm I'm like ready to jump ship on them too, but I'm gonna let it go for now. I think you know, we'll talk about it later, but I'm pretty heavy on them against Hanwa on Saturday, but I think Hanwa is not that great either. So Alright, Chris, your go. Yeah, I'll touch on that a little bit of about KT. I'm probably going to be a little more patient because I hear forget, and I forget who told, uh, said this but uh, certain teams take the break like a literal break like they don't even practice during the time that they have off the off season between spring and summer so that might be an issue of uh, team chemistry and so pray hopefully um, he'll bring slowly bring KT back but um, we'll, we'll just have to get not be able to give them a benefit of the doubt if they have another slow start slow game uh, okay, quickly, the teams that impressed me in the LPL side uh, was LGD. I think there's something there to be made, uh, to be built off from. Uh, the way that they took one of the match from RNG was um, was quite uh, gritty. 
I have for lack of better words. But um, that's a team that I think will not, what might be a tier jumper. Like I'm not saying a playoff team. They were tiered way at the bottom for us. I think for all of us, if I can review back, but they could be uh, up in that level. The team that disappointed me a lot, WE. Um, what's happening here? This team is supposed to have figured some things out, right? And they were a playoff team less split because the Beisheng was supposed to be the missing key to this team. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe losing to RNG wasn't the worst thing, but losing to OMG was, and the manner how they lost was a team that looks flat. Um, just did not show me what they showed me in Spring Split. On the LCK side, uh, you guys touch on it. It's Afrika. I think there is a lot to build, build off from. If this this is to uh, assume that Griffin is still playing at a high level, which you know on an individual level you'll see, you can still see um, parts of that from Griffin Chovy that that single outplay. If you haven't seen that one, go look it up. Oh my gosh, that was sick. Uh, but overall, Africa seems to found a hopefully, and they'll stick with this. Um, lineup because I think it's working. It's better than trying to figure out who with the jelly, putting Dread in support, um, trying to figure out Rush to Saul. Yukal is a good player. He held his own in the mid lane, uh, and that's that's something to greatly build off from. Um, team that I guess disappointed me from the LCK side. Um, I didn't see much with I guess Janair. There's there's really I yeah. I, I'm really, really doubting if they can win more than one game now. Permanent Maybe not even. Plane, dude. Permanent sad plane. They were plus fifty thousand at the beginning of the season. Do you guys see that? Uh, that's uh, accurate, probably. I actually put them at a. They were like seventh out of tenth in value for futures because I was just like, I don't know how you pass up plus fifty thousand versus some of these other teams' odds. Like, I'd rather bet on them than Hanwha at like. Plus seven thousand or something. I'll take plus fifty thousand on chair. I didn't bet it, but like, like in the fluke situation where like they they just pick up five new players and it works or some shit like I that. I said there was a there was some chance that everybody else got in a train crash. Oh and my then... god! <laughs> Acts of God, dude. Acts of God. I'm saying plus fifty thousand. I don't know. That's a lot. All right. Uh, so I think that's like a good that's a good spot to just like put a punctuation on on. Just some early, early growers, you know, people that have disappointed. Uh, the growers and showers. The growers and showers, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think unless you guys have anything to add on, we can hop into the, the week one slate. Or, well, week two for some reasons, week one for other reasons. So, we're going to have to get that straightened out. Um, nope. All right. Uh, let's open with the... Oh, LCK. 100 Thieves suck. Oh, okay. yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah, go, go, Calvin, go. Cause we, we, said covered we, that. we covered that. We covered that. I was going to be just really quick, but I literally did not like what... I don't even know what they were just trying to do. Like, I, we thought they were... I thought they were going to be way better than before. And I know it's only week one, um, but... I just feel like it's just the same... I feel like it's just the same issue. I feel like, just, like there's just nothing to them. And then... They're I know. never on the same page. Like, their no, drafts are the good, same, and they're the just same, never on the same page. It's the anything. same thing from last split. It literally, I feel like just nothing just changed. And they're just playing the same... Just I don't even know if they're just even, even playing League of Legends at this point. They're just yeah. playing to play. And that was my I mean? concern with KT, too. Is like, okay, they add a prey. Like, this team should be good. But then, like, in that first game against Jin Air, I saw a lot of the same problems. I said... You know what would be awesome? Know. 
It'd be awesome if Hundred Thieves Academy with who he and Onda like crush the league and Hundred Thieves sucks and it turns out that it was actually Bang and Aframu and someday that sucked. And and Onda and Hui were really the, the dude, rocks of the team. I don't want to live in that darkest timeline, dude. That's, <laughs> that's so depressing. I don't want to. I don't well, we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about that. Right, Under so, Thief started off like 0 and 2. 100 Thieves, red flags, clutch, I'd say, are like yellow flags. KT to me are like orange flags. And unfortunately for me, I already fired, and I'm not going to hedge because I think the value's too good. And I think Han was real bad. So we'll talk about that a little bit as we get into the LCK. For week two, uh, we so well actually, technically this is still week one. Uh, I'm just calling everything week two, so deal with it. Uh, so this will be the third day of action. So Friday we'll go quick through the Friday games. There's not too much to talk about here. Uh, SK Telecom minus twenty five hundred, minus one point five at minus five fifty six against the sad the sad planes themselves. Jenner at plus nine oh six. The plus one minus one point five at minus five fifty six. That's that insane. is some wild odds. That's insane. So the the over unders in this are the kill total is twenty point five and the time is twenty nine minutes at the outlets I saw. So somebody had it carry. They got a fire engine going on right now. Maybe the maybe the over in time. Just if SKT takes their time with the macro game, like it seems like the odds are are leaning that these are going to be very quick macro victories for SKT, which makes tons and tons of sense given who these teams are. Yeah, but 20.5, 20.5 even for SK Telecom versus Jenner is extremely low. Like that's <laughs> yeah. extremely low. That's like one of the lowest numbers I've seen in the last like two years. Yeah. And yeah, they don't expect there to be anything. They just expect SKT to run around the map, take every objective, slowly push to the Nexus. And then Jin Air finally fights them at the Nexus and loses. Like, yeah, this is what I, they're I expecting. I don't think there's much to talk about on this game. So, maybe, like, SKT first tower is decent, but I think it was, like, minus 192 on that. So, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm still, I'm not betting this game, yeah, so. Yeah, no, no, nothing here. I passed on this one. Anything from you guys, Chris or Calvin? Nope. How much are the, what are the prices on people. the SK Telecom players? They're probably way overpriced. Right? Oh, yeah, here's, that's another thing to mention about oh, yeah, this yeah. for DFS purposes is, like, we talked about it last season, but do not play teams against Jin Air just because they're going to beat them. Like Jin Air games are so low scoring. I see so many people. Yes, play the team against Jin Air. I see so many play, people. but only if you have leftover. <laughs> yeah, I see so many people paying up for like Griffin against SK or against Jin Air or somebody against Jin Air. Don't pay up against Jin Air. Anybody playing against Jin Air is always super overcosted for the amount of points they're actually going to get. They're going to win. But the amount of points that they're going to get is never worth like the insane prices. There's there's probably some kind of weird like, as, like you know team ver- team against generic as like your captain spot angle that is that has some degree of merit to it. I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys can tell me more on that. No, John and I we've been talking about this team and a captain spot is still capped. There potential to win. Yes, that we've seen that before. The odds are not in your favor. Cash games, I don't have any problem with playing teams in the captain slot if it gets you two good favorites or whatever. But in GPPs, I'm basically never going to put a team in the captain slot. Yeah, I feel like a yeah. team can pay out two or three x like guarantee. But as a GPP, you're going to need you know four or yeah. five x. In a two three. game, in a two game slate, you can play a team in the captain yeah. slot. Anything else? No. Last slate, I actually yeah, played Air. <laughs> I played Jenner and just stack. I super stacked BLG and no, I didn't. I didn't know Malrang. Uh, or played or was starting. I was, I was hoping C's would start, 
I should I think he should start regardless. Dude, like I scored like a five sixty and I was like two points away from cash. I'm just saying it was a lucky day. <laughs> but when BLG smashes like that, I love BLG by the way. Um yeah, we'll you know maybe it could happen. Maybe you can just sneak into the cash like that, you know what I mean? Because they're Junior's prices are so low. They're like literally thirty six hundred bucks. So just punt support position, play like Jinair support, and then like just you know, triple stack carries that are like on top teams or something, like LPL teams or something. I don't know. There's not too much to talk about for this one. Uh but I figured I'd bring the, the DFS part up because that's a common mistake people make is to take the teams against Jinair, so or take players against Jinair. Uh, next up, we got King Zone Dragon X minus two fifty against Gen G plus one eighty eight. The King Zone minus two minus one point five is at plus one hundred eight. I think this one's a really interesting matchup. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the reins on this one real quick because I, I wrote I wrote on this one already. So Pawn is out uh, indefinitely. They say it's temporary rest. My gut says it's an injury because he's had some injury problems in the past. Uh, he's had back problems, and I'm pretty sure he's had wrist problems, just like every professional gamer. So this could be any number of things. So Pawn's out. Nahoon is starting. We saw three games from Nahoon last season. He went one and three. His one win was on Lulu. His two losses were on Yasuo and Zoe. He played against – who did I already play against? So he played against Hanwha, Genji, and Sandbox. Uh, so, and he, he looked okay. Uh, he looked okay in his performances. He died a lot in the Yasuo game. I think he was like 8-6 and something in the Yasuo game they lost. But, uh, yeah, his one win was on Lulu. So here's the thing, right? King Zone looked unbelievably good in the second half of last year. When I got this news, I downgraded them a tier. So I had King Zone kind of in like a 1.5 tier above the rest of the LCK or at the top of like a tier 2, right? I now have them in that group that's this like the tier two, which is third, you know, third to eighth to me is all in the same tier for LCK. It could be any one of those teams. It's going to depend on the meta game. It's going to depend on who shows up. I don't think Nahoon is necessarily a bad player or that this team is going to be that much worse. But I think it's worth noting for those that haven't watched, you know, as much league as I have in my career. Pawn is one of the best mid laners of all time. He's had a really long career, and over the last like year or so, he's kind of you know, fallen off. But last split, he looked like his old self. He was really, really good in spring LCK this this past split. And I think that had a lot to do with Kingzone winning. Uh, I think it had a lot to do with Kingzone winning, you know, 10 matches in a row or whatever it was, right? But I don't... I think that makes this an, a situation where Kingzone might not be that good anymore, but they're still a very good team. Because Kingzone weren't getting there on pawn out playing everybody. They were getting there with good team play, and he was just playing out of his mind, which let them go on a run like that, right? And let them beat some of the elite teams. I still think they can beat the elite teams. Uh, don't just immediately discredit Kingzone just because Nahoon's starting and pawns out, right? Don't immediately discredit it, especially because this is probably something uh, that came up earlier in the offseason, a couple weeks ago at least. So it's not like the, and, and they had reps with them last season. This isn't a totally new player, right? It'd be different if they brought in a new player. Uh, personally, uh, personally, I'm taking the Gen G plus 1.5 in this game because I think they look good. And I think both of these teams are going to play basically three mirror matches over and over. Like, I think they're, I think both teams are going to focus on their two best players, which are deft and ruler. And I think these are going to be long games. I actually love the over game time, which I think is 31 in these games. So 
I think that's actually the pick here, but I'll let you guys dive into the, the Pawn Nahoon discussion if you want. Just uh, you know, grab the reins whoever wants to. I was just going to say, in general, not necessarily the Pawn Nahoon discussion. I agree with you on that. I said in my LCK breakdown that this is like a small step back for King Zone, but not a huge step back for King Zone. I do think they're going to take a step back overall this season, and one of the main things that I said about that is it's a combination of the Pawn Nahoon thing and also that this is a team that is best when it's focusing around the bot lane which I just don't think is optimal right now. Well, I think it kind like, of is, though. Like that, And, and that's something we saw this morning. Like, Gen G did that. I think – the reason I'm not, like, completely downgr- downgrading Kingzone, like, with a combination of regret – because realistically, they're not going to win, like, 10 or 12 matches in a row like they did last split. Like, it's just not realistic, especially with some of the bottom teams improving, hopefully, if we think they are. It's not realistic that – like, so you're going to expect some amount of regression, but it doesn't mean that they'll be a bad team. And then you have – add in – you know, that variable with the Nahoon pawn thing. But I, I also think, like, there's a plus side to this that, again, it's that conversation we were talking about with Papa Smith here earlier, that you can play around bot lane, it's just harder. I think this is a team that could do that. Like, for my mind, I, I actually think they're, they might be one of the best bot lanes on the planet. So I'm not ruling out the fact that, like, I think they're a better bot lane than Ruler of Life. Like, I would say they're a better bot lane than ruler than life than ruler in life, but I do think that their top half of the map is not super impressive. Mm. Uh, Nahun's fine, but not exciting. And I I think Rascal and Cuz played fine last season, but a lot of the fact that they were winning was due to their bottom three players, Pawn and the yeah. bot lane. Pawn and bot lane. I agree. I would lean more towards what John is saying here. It's at best we might see something similar to where Invictus had to sub in Duke over to Shy, where they can still win games. It's not going to be their usual style. At worst, we're going to see a West subbing in for Jackie Love type of version of IG. Oh, God. And that's kind of what <laughs> I'm know. expecting for Kingzone. That was, that was ugly to see. You're telling me that Lulu was his only victory. So this is not a guy that is able to play the traditional champions that needed for his role? Uh, My guess would be that they brought him in in those games because he had something prepared, like, strategically. They were trying things out. So here's here's the other thing, and then I'll I'll let Calvin jump in on this too, because I I have one more point to make on this, right? I I think one of the counter-arguments you can make against Nahoon is that he didn't really play... Dove was the best mid laner he played against last, last split, and he had a lot of trouble there. Like... Not like his scoreline ended up fine, but he was not. He did not look good. And like, I actually went back and like watched that game a couple days ago, and he did not like. He was not in control of that game. He ended up with a fine scoreline, but he didn't. He was not in control of that. So, if you think about it that way and think, okay, this guy might struggle against the elite mid laners here. Uh, that could be a problem. But you know, I think Kuzan and Fly, he played against Fly last season. So I think you know I think Kuzan and Fly are similar players, not like stylistically, but like like level wise, I think they're similar. Uh, so maybe in this game specifically, he's not going to be too outclassed. But this is really Calvin. Do you have anything on this one? Um, not really, to be honest with you. I think I feel like uh, I agree with you guys. I feel like if they, I haven't really seen Nahoon play. As much as you, uh, Vince, so I really can't He's say too much games, about it. So. Yeah, I know. So, um, I do like the. It's gonna be close. I think it'll be close. I think 
if I were to bet, I would bet the over on the game time. Um, and then I would probably throw, I would probably throw a money line, uh, even on the money line for Gen G. Yeah, I think the value the value here is definitely in Gen G. And I, yeah. think, I think the over 31 is a really, really good number because I think both these teams are going to try to slow things down and play it that way. Yeah, I agree. All right, Saturday we have KT Rolster minus 192 against Hanwha Life Esports plus 142. The KT minus 1.5 is at plus 150. I put this pick in last week on, like, Saturday night as soon as I saw this line go up. And I'm having a little tiny bit of buyer's remorse after that performance against Jin Air. But I think if they were able to 2-0 a bad Jin Air team, I think Han was a little better than Jin Air, but not that much better. I'm not. What I'm saying is I'm not going to head to this. So I'm I'm in for it's. It was book max at the time, which was about like a little more than five units for me. So I'm pretty heavy Ooh. on KT. It's five uh, units. A little bit of buyer's remorse. I might end up hedging this. We'll see. But right now I'm going to stand pat. It's uh, my pick of the week. Yeah. So, oh, so, oh, no buyer's remorse. I think KT is going to win this one, and I think they're going to win it. I think Hanwha just big time is regressing this season. Like, not even regressing. They're going to be the same team, and everybody else is better now. Yeah. That was, that was, that was the, like, when I was, when I was writing up about this one, that was the point I made was like, when we were doing LCK power rankings, we all, we all kind of said that where we think Hanwha is like fine. They're probably not going to be any better or any worse, but everyone else is improving besides Jin Air. Yep. So and I so, think that puts them into that ballpark, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I think KT is going to put a beating on Hanwha Life here. All right, cool. Uh, any thoughts on this one? You want to do the next one here? Let's keep it moving. We got I agree. Games to get keep to. it moving. Uh, Damwon plus 250 against Griffin minus 350. This is from Bet365. The Griffin minus 1.5 is at minus 138. I didn't think Damwon like Damwon looked fine to me. I just think Gen G had a really, really good game plan for them. Unfortunately, having a really, really good game plan against Damwon, unless they march out, you know, the other lineup, you know, Griffin's a smart team. Like they're gonna they're gonna pick up on that. If Damwon's just gonna like so alright, we'll talk about this a little bit too. Damwon kind of fell into this pattern last season that whenever they were playing Nogari they would just play around him, and it was really predictable. It was like almost like a Huni team, right? Where they were super predictable, and he's good enough, and basically, like he's he's a he's a machine. He does the same thing every game. He's a monster, but it makes the rest it makes the games really really predictable. So you can draft you can set up drafts that are really advantageous in that situation. And I think Griffin could definitely do that here. Yeah, I agree. If Gen G could do that and expose them on on their playstyle with Nagari. A, a t- like a really high caliber team like Griffin should easily, you know, be able. To, I don't think. I think they could stop him. I think Griffin literally two O's them right yeah, here. Yeah, I my my gut initial like when I first looked at this, I was like, oh yeah, damn, like that's a good number for damn one because like they have good enough players to just like randomly spike a game. And I think I think Nogari's a better player than Sword, but that's it. Like I don't think I think Show, I mean, Showmaker and Chovy are about equal to me as good as Chovy is. I think Showmaker's a monster too, but or no different team. My bad. Um, so I don't know. I, I I think Griffin take care of business here. Thoughts? I actually didn't watch the Griffin game, um, so I don't know how they won. I, I saw they destroyed Game Three, but I don't know what happened in that. In game was it game two they lost or was it game one? I didn't I didn't watch it. 
They lost game two. They arguably should have lost game one as well. Uh, it was kind of this back-and-forth slugfest, and it it looked like they were winning, and then Afrika took over, and it looked like they were definitely going to win, and then Griffin, like, stole a Baron, won a team fight, and just won off of it. So they easily could have lost that first game. The game two, they got they got dominated. Uh, I, I thought it didn't end up looking that way entirely, but... Yeah, at one point it was like 7-1 to one early in that game, too. So, uh, maybe Griffin, uh, you know, I think if, if we consider that Afrika is better, I don't think we should count that against Griffin, that they didn't stomp Afrika. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we think Afrika is better, then we shouldn't count that against them as much. I agree. Very okay. minor side note that we've talked about on the podcast before, not related to actual gameplay. Just looking at the line for this game on Bovada, the 2-0 for Griffin is significantly better odds than the minus 1.5 for Griffin, yeah, which are the same bet. So just yeah, please make sure that you're you're betting the right bets because yeah, they're it's minus 150 and minus 110 right now, which is a huge, a huge difference, difference in odds. Yeah, and this is the exact same bet. So make sure you're making the right bet. Yeah, so uh, I, I I like that number. I, honestly, I like that any anything better anywhere better than minus 160 or 170. I'd probably take Griffin. I think Griffin's going to 2-0 this. If Gen G were able to accept now the the caveat here is if Don Juan start the flame version of Don Juan, but even then I think I think Griffin should be able to take care of this. Uh Sunday we have King Zone Dragon X minus one sixty nine against Sandbox plus one twenty seven. The King Zone minus one point five is at plus one fifty six. This one's interesting to me. Because Sandbox just have one of those games that are like, holy shit, their solo lanes are so good. <laughs> And it makes you be like, oh my god, like how is Kingston gonna hang up for that hang out for that one? Like, they're gonna get completely blown out with, with a new mid laner and like, you know, I think Rascal's fine, but he's not exactly an elite talent here. But Sandbox also like they can turn into a pumpkin sometimes, so This is a game that I think you should bet when watching King Zone's first match. Like during I will be making a bet on this game almost for sure. Like when, I watch King's own, yes, yeah. when I watch yeah. King's Zone, yes, when I watch King's Zone versus I was gonna do the same. I'm going to make a decision about betting on this game. And I'm guessing I'm going to end up betting Sandbox in this game. Because yeah. I think King's Zone's going to come out looking a little flat. But we'll see. I don't have any bets on it right now. I think King's Zone's going to end up fine. Just, like again, like bigger picture on that team. I think they're going to end up fine, but it would not surprise me at all to see them start a little off. Not not even bad, just like off. And unfortunately for them, they play against Gen G, who look really, really confident, and Sandbox, who just completely you know, blew up an opponent this morning. So literally on fleet. Thank you, dude. <laughs> dude for real. Yeah. Um, Afrika plus five eighty six against SK Telecom minus twelve fifty. I love the Afrika plus one point five. Plus one ninety three is insane. You could you now SK Telecom is not exactly a team that gets like tournament hangovers, like slow starts. They're like super duper tryhards. Like they take no time off. It's insane. I don't know how they do it. Uh it wouldn't surprise me to see SK Telecom 2 of this, but I think the odds of that happening are way, way less than minus 278 for them. So I, I love uh, – I actually put a quarter unit on the Afrika money line here too. Plus 586. These teams are closer than that. I don't care how much how bad Afrika was last season. I don't care how good SK Telecom looked either. Like, Afrika has good enough players to, to take at least a game here, and it would not surprise me at all to see them spike this. Especially week one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I got nothing on this, but 
I mean, the plus 1.5 is actually really good. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to bet this game. I think SKT is just that good enough where they're just going to 2 Africa. And um, I'm still not high on Africa as probably you are right now, even though they look semi-good. But I'm just going to have – I'm just going to give it another week or two before I start believing in the Africa hype. Nothing wrong with that. I, uh, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit only because – I'm a big believer in putting really good teams into two different camps, like the IG camp, where they're like maybe the best team, like super high ceiling, but they can just lose to anybody on any given day because their style is so volatile. Mm-hmm. And then like the SKT camp, where they're really, really good, and they the, the teams that are in the SKT camp are the kind of teams that so rarely lose to anybody who's not on their level. Yeah, The people that are in the IG camp, lose to, like, random teams throughout the year. They'll just lose to, like, OMG or LGD or somebody like that at some point just because they're playing too aggressive and they get snowballed on or whatever. But I have SKT in that camp of teams that if the team is even one tier below them, they just are almost never going to lose to them for me. So I think I'm not, I don't hate betting a Freaka money line, and I, I don't hate at all betting a Freaka plus 1.5, but I don't think I'm going to bet either one of them. I might bet the plus 1.5 for a Freaka. Yeah, I, I'm not heavy on this. Like, make no mistake. Like, I, I think the most likely outcome in this series is an SK Telecom 2-0. I just don't think it's by this much, you know. Like, minus 278 is almost, what, almost 65% or something like that. Like, I don't think it's that likely. I think it's, like, 50% that they 2-0. Because I think, I think a freaker coming out the gate hot right now. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I still think the SKT 2 is the most likely outcome, but I think the number is just too good to pass up at least a small wager for a freaker. Uh, LPL tomorrow morning. Let's quick go through Fridays because we're getting a lot of time here. Uh, Fun Plus minus three forty five against Billy Billy plus two forty eight. The Billy Billy plus one point five is at minus one twenty. That gentlemen is my pick of the week, and we'll recover it or we'll go over it again later on. But Billy Billy look really good, and while I think Fun Plus is going to be super pissed off that they got eliminated in the fashion that they did, and they're going to be out with a vengeance, like, ready to roll in this game. Billy Billy are really damn good. Like, I think we all agree. Billy Billy's a good team. And I think, unlike a lot of the teams in the LPL, Billy Billy's solo lanes have a, like, a. I think they have the edge in this game. Like, I think ADD and Kuro are better than Doin B and Gimgoon. Like ADD Doin. definitely. I don't know about Doin B versus Kuro. That one's really close. They're I both they're very different good. players. They're different. Kinds yeah, they're, of they're different and both very very good. The other thing with this is, I actually think Billy Billy are exactly the kind of team that Fun Plus struggles with. Like Billy Billy are the kind of team. Like Billy Billy are like really really disciplined. They're playing Korean League of Legends in China, and it's amazing to watch. <laughs> like I don't know how they do it. It's we. I know how they do it. It's because they can play both. It's not that they're they're completely opposed to scrapping, but it's kind of they're like they're like the dream world for me, right? Like they they're doing everything. I want to see that team at Worlds so bad. <laughs> Which, yeah, so maybe I'm a little bit too high on them, but I, I think again, this is like a value situation too. Like one, I think Billy Billy could win this series. I don't think that's out of the line, like at at all. And two, minus three forty five. Like Fun Plus shouldn't be that favored against this team, right? Like I have the it, like it, for me, I had Fun Plus in the in the elite tier of the Chinese teams. I think they're very very good, but I think of those teams, like IG IG is on another level. They take games off, but they're on another level. I think Fun Plus have the most exposable style. I think RNG have that too, right? Where they're very linear and you can expose that. And Billy Billy are a smart enough team to do that. They're not going to try to brute force this team. You know what I'm saying? 
So I I love the spot. I love that it's week you know early in the season. This is the first time we're gonna like. I love Billy Billy here. I think I think the line's too far apart. I think this should... If I was making the lines for this game, it'd probably be probably like minus 130, minus 140 for fun plus. I feel like they moved the line up because I feel like a lot of... I feel like they're still high on JDG. And FPX smashed JDG. I know the other angle, right? So, I know. I was going to say, I, I, I do like BLG as a team, but I... I'm honestly gonna just. I'm honestly gonna stick with uh, Fun Plus. I understand that BLG's control style may be too much for FPX, but I can see the opposite way of FPX being coming out just out of the gates, something crazy, put Doin B on some oh God, some champion, yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden they just go out and just smash BLG. You know what I mean? And yeah. then just take just take objectives left and right after winning team fight after team fight. So and BLG did lose convincingly. To D- uh, to Dominus in, in at Nest, yeah. So oh, I, another thing I wanted to add on, like I'm not factoring in that victory five win at all. I think V five is probably going to be the worst team in the league this split. Yeah, I, I'm pretty so convinced I, on I'm, that. Well. I'm, that is not even a data. Are you point for me. are you sure, John? <laughs> not even a data point for me. So I'm not even factoring in that. I just think this. Now the good thing, so Calvin, I I'm actually I can totally see that line of thinking because like you're getting a good number there. Like minus, like even that's basically even money, right? And at least by esports standards, that's even money. yeah. But no, they're not. Don't get me wrong. FPX is not have, should be heavily that favorite. Like have, like you know, what yeah. I mean, they shouldn't be heavy favorites like that. I agree with that, and I agree. Just everything you know. If I'm gonna I'm really, if I'm gonna bet BLG money lines, yeah. So this 100%. is like an insane for you because you don't you don't trust be, uh, Billy Billy enough yet. Yeah, but I mean, I I'm high on Billy Billy, you know, as well as you guys. But I I really do think FPX is like I think that team is just the real deal. Any anything else on this one? I think I think the value's there on BLG. I, I don't necessarily think I think they're going to win, but I think the value's there at plus two forty eight. All right, cool. Next up, we have Invictus against uh, LNG rebranded Snake Esports. Uh, Invictus is minus seven sixty nine. LNG is plus four sixty eight. Invictus minus one point five is at minus one twenty two. Maybe I got the bug this week. But I'm taking LNG plus 1.5 here. I think they looked really, really good. I like LNG money line too. To I, be do too. With you. I do too. I do so too. And I'm... Invictus is like either the best team in the world or the second best team in the world. But I just talked about I like betting against. I don't like betting against SKT clump teams. I love betting against IG clump teams yeah. because they're so good that their opponents get awesome odds. But they're also they're just going to show up some weeks, and you're like, "How is this the best team in the world?" You guys are <laughs> exactly. garbage. Like some weeks, so I like LNG money line and plus one point five. To be honest, I also think Plex looked really, really yep. good in in those games too. And so I, I wrote up on this one too. I think what's really, really interesting to me about LNG is that they they looked really, really good against JDG, and they. So JDG played all-in scaling all three games, right? They played with the Victor top in two of the games. They had a Gangplank top. They had Rise, Jace, Irelia, Kesa, right, Sivir. They were playing these super heavy, like, two frontline scaling compositions, right? And LNG went to late game. These Two of these games went to 40 minutes. Another went to 34, right? And they outmaneuvered them with a, a worse late game composition in all three games. And they won two of these games. Now, JDG is prone to errors, as we all know. I am. JDG's prone to just being bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is just going to be the meme of the season. I, I can already tell. Uh, I, and look, 
it is Invictus, and there's a chance. The other thing I wrote about was that there's a good chance that we see like Invictus just in full like New England Patriots like Tom Brady fu mode after getting eliminated in the fashion that they did, and they just like don't clown around at all after that wake up call. But I kind of think you can't with that kind of team. You're not going to take that personality away from them. So I'm willing. T- I just think LNG looked good. It's week one. Weird stuff happens. They got a new support that I didn't think looked that good. In one of the games, he looked awful, and the other one, it was like eh. I totally agree. That was a, I don't understand this. And, I'm hearing about all this Balon hate around and, the world. I don't know about that at all. And I, I think yeah. like in, yeah yeah I, I IG deserves Invictus, to lose. Invictus is yeah. going to win. Like they're probably going to be the best team in the, in the LPL, and they're probably going to win the split. But right now, I lo- these these numbers are too off for Week One. Rookie didn't look good in the D Blade either. I'm never going to say rookie didn't look good. <laughs> No, I, I mean, know, he did but... in one game, but I, I, you will not catch me on that narrative. <laughs> I will won't. see the will. the new support That's is it. the is the reason why I think the minus uh, one point or plus one point five is a great bet. Uh, Invictus does not look like Invictus, and I'm hearing some things going on about Ning that's not flattering. It's this just something that gives me really doubt about Invictus's uh, comeback, and I really want to see Balan come back. I don't think he deserves the benching. If anyone, it's Ning, who has not really looked good. If you want to go Despite full narrative, what say. if you want to go full narrative street on this, like tinfoil hat theory, maybe IG put in Lucas just to, like, suck for, like, a couple series, and then the fans are going to be clapping for Balan again, and they'll be like, ah, see? We told you so. Rookies washed up. You heard it first from Calvin. Oh my god! Yeah. I didn't say it. Calvin said it. Rookie, rookies washed up. <laughs> ten out of ten He's retweet done. posted up. <laughs> Just play the whole like, academy team. They're probably let's go, better. Let's go, LNG. LNG, come on. I, I have I have a quarter unit on the LNG money line, and I think I forget if I put. I think I put two on the plus one point five. I think it's very likely that that happens. All right, Saturday we have top sports or top gaming, whatever they're going to be now. Uh, T.O.P. against Vici. Uh, T.O.P. is minus 769 as well. Also minus 5 at one at minus 222. I don't know what to... I mean, this is going to be the first time we see top, so I don't know what to expect. I kind of just think that they're going to be, like, good. They're going to be, like, a top five team. We put them there in our power rankings, but I, to me, I don't know if that team can get too much better or too much worse. They're kind of like the splice of China to me. That is exactly what yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> like, they are the, they are a hundred percent like, and they are an SKT clump team. They're a team that should beat almost everybody who's worse than them. Just the style that they play. So I, I can't bet against them here, and I'm not going to bet on them at those odds. So. Yeah, I think that's a little too rich. Um, anything else, Chris, Calvin? Uh, like you said, first time we're gonna see TS Fichi looks just like Fichi from last split. They look a little feisty at times, but like they they always look feisty in game one, and then they just like roll over and die. It's like, oh man, it didn't work. Yep. Here goes some sad. Like that's exactly <laughs> that's what Fichi looks like all the time. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't... It's so true. It's so it's weird. The plus one point five on them, I feel like every single game, every single match is like, I just lock it to be honest. If their eyes are good enough. He's gonna be worse. It was like last year, dude. They they would take they would take a game off like a good team, like RNG or like just any team, and then they'll just fold and just you just sit there. They lose in like under fifty minutes to like yeah, exactly. And you're like, okay, well, whatever. (laughs) All right, next up we've got RNG minus nine oh nine against Rogue Warriors plus four eighty two. RNG is minus one point five minus two twenty seven. 
not taking the bet. <laughs> I love Swoogie, but ugh. Uh, it was a pass for me, man. Didn't Rogue Warriors get worse, or did they get better? I don't know. They made some roster shuffle. They picked I, I up Haro. I don't. I don't know enough. That's it. Haro's probably an upgrade. I think it is. Yeah. But I don't know. But they don't have. So they don't have Kong Ming though. If they had Kong Ming, that team would be so much better. I'll say this: Haro. It, it's kind of weird because he was like, <laughs> by Korean standards, Sorry. he was like a super aggressive jungler, right? Mm-hmm. But that was like right. by the LCK standards, right? So. Maybe he brings a level of like, sh- like again, like I don't know, like the bit language barrier, shot calling issue, but maybe he brings a level of control to a team that does have a good eighty carry, and they could just win some game scaling. But it's against RNG. I don't think you want to play the scaling game. RNG, to be fair, like RNG looked pretty bad this morning. They didn't play this morning. Oh yeah, wait. Did they play this? Yeah, they played. Yeah, they played. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they did. They did. They, did. they, they, they won two one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't look great when the, and that loss. They were just taking like in typical LPL fashion. They were just taking. There wasn't a fight that they didn't want to take. They took every single fight. Uzi was like taking case ults into fights that he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I guess this will work, and it worked out for them. Barely, like in a, a lot of those fights, it barely worked. Yeah, that, it makes that it was definitely lucky, yeah. Yeah, and it makes it look really, really good. And you could say, like, oh my god, he's next level calculated, etc. But like, eh, they they were just kind of like YOLO in it, and they're just better than people, so it worked. Course is still a monster. God, I RNG is going to be sweet this season, man. I, I think Cars is the best jungler in the world, man. I, <laughs> he's we're so gonna see good a, every. There's gonna be an RNG versus IG final, I think, and it's gonna be real exciting. I think RNG can only get better. That's the other thing to remember too is like they're they're kind of just like playing solo queue while they get used to Zhao Al or Lang X, whatever he is now. So uh, this is a pass for me. I don't like either of these. Maybe maybe the week one factor you could you could justify like the plus one point five for RW, but the odds aren't good enough for me. I was kind of expecting more. Yeah, I feel like Rewards could be good. I feel like they can be good. I like their top side besides the mid mid laner. Literally just their mid laner. We'll see. I don't. It's. it's I think they could be good. Obviously. I think better than what we probably projected them to be early on. Maybe. This is a Rogue Warrior team that got better when they benched Kalua, right? I'm just, just, just so trying to wrap my wrap my <laughs> mind around. <laughs> like, that. Yeah. You got a guy that was like a career LDL guy that it looked like they were just giving a shot in the majors just to be like, hey, look, you got your shot. Uh, you want to retire now? Like, and he had a couple good games. <laughs> I don't know. It's real weird. Uh, Sunday, we've got Sooning minus 200 against LGD plus 150. The Sooning minus 1.5 is at plus 150. I changed my pick of the week. No, dude, I was going to pick this. <laughs> I was mad. All on the same mind Chris going to pick this? No, Chris is going to no, pick this. No, I didn't this. pick this one. No, I, this is my pick of the week, actually. Tempted. I'm so tempted. I hate Sooning so much, dude. I changed it. My pick of the week is LGD. Yep, money line. I might even take the LGD 2-0. Sunning sucks, man. Sunning's so, fucking right. terrible. Sunning does okay, suck. I'm done with Sunning. Dude, what I watched what their play, they killed me so hard. So hard, man. I keep thinking they're going to figure it out. They're never going to figure it out. They're going to be terrible. Gosh. They bring in new coaches. They're next to the JDG. But what about the new look Vici? Maybe we should respect that Sunning punted a game to the new look Vici, guys. Sunning's garbage. No, you're not even. Macro player is terrible. Even in their wins, you're not they're just bad. I think they're Sooning just... could be. Um, I think Sooning will be a 
ninth, tenth, eleventh place team by the end of the season. But I think they're going to start really, really slow. And I, that's even considering that I think they can't be much worse than they were last season. Dude, that's even a stretch. with losing one of their better players. Like I think this team couldn't get much worse than they did last season, even after losing a good player. They brought in the new coaching staff. Bubio had played before, but man, if if you, I mean, I guess they they took they care of business in game three. But if you're ooh. seriously not gonna whoop on Vici, uh, what like where where's the seal? Like you know, like what are we doing here? They were awful in in NEST like, too. They that was like the saddest two one win ever, right? I, just, like, I, feel, I feel I feel like Vici just didn't know what to do, like. Yeah, game three. Was it game? Yeah, I think game three. Because you're like a dog I, with a car, man. They wouldn't know what to do. Like, <laughs> Soon he kind of just took tower after tower after tower. VG was like, right, where are they? Where are they? Let's go find them and fight them. It's, that's how that game three was. And literally, I don't know, man. I just, Soon sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I love the LGD pick here. Like, I, I'm not going to go super heavy on a team that I still think is like a bottom half team. But I think, LD, I think LGD are probably the Maybe the team in the bottom half that's got the best chance of like stealing a playoff spot, besides like JDG, I guess. But yeah, I I, I like LGD. They they're feisty. I like the I like the look they have right now. I I think they're in a, they're in a pretty good spot. Uh, uh, you guys sound like you're way heavier duty than than I'm gonna be on this, but I I like this number a lot. Uh, let's go EDG minus one fifty. Against JDG plus one ten, the EDG minus one point five is at plus two hundred. Windmill slam. Yeah, I got a lot of money on the EDG yeah, here. Windmill slam again. Is this just like? Do we all hate JD? Like, all right, let's let's devil's advocate. Let's like step back from this for a second. Do we all just hate JDG so much? It's They're just not. They were never good. They were objectively bad. Thank you, John. Thank you, sir. They were never good. They weren't good last season. They got – you want to talk about catching lightning in a bottle, like, three series in a row? That was JD – really, no, three series in a row and, like, the entire last, like, week and a half of the regular season. They were playing with confidence, I think. It was, a lot of it was confidence, and other people were, like, fearing them. And They already showed somebody in their first game, too. Yeah. I, I didn't even know who that was. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> There's a tween, I tweens, I think, or tweeny, whatever. Let me see. Teen, yeah, he's, he's playing their support role now, I think, permanently. Teen, three E's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Teen, teen three E's. It's like thick with two C's. Two C's. Or thin with, you know, five N's, which is their chances of doing well this season. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is a windmill slam for me. I, Calvin, what do you think on this one? He's dead. And, no. Uh, so, windmill slam. I'll ask Calvin when he gets back. I think he had a fist. <sighs> yeah, EDG's a slam. All right, cool. LEC, week one, starting tomorrow morning. Uh, we're just going to quick go through these. Oh, Chris, you already put yours down just in case. Good. Yeah, just in case. Just in case. What happened? We, we, Sorry. Uh, Calvin, EDG. Oh, EDG, 2 Windmill slam. Yeah, uh, EDG, 2 like Wilkins, like, wah! 100%. All right, cool. Got it. <laughs> uh, Calvin, LEC, do you know who the- Week one, G2 Esports minus 357 against Splice plus 260. No bet. No bet. Pass for me. Uh, Shulka minus one. Uh, Shulka minus 238 against Excel plus 183. Not close. betting this one. That's close to me wanting to fire on Excel, but I, I think Shulka is going to be good this season. 
Uh, Origin minus 164. I'm just going to rapid fire go through these so you guys pitch in when you want to. Or if you have, like, any good points to make about this. The thing about the LEC is it hasn't really changed. Almost yeah. nobody changed. Well, Excel, Excel changed. one of the teams that did. Excel changed, and I think they should be better this season than last season. If I was going to bet that XL Schalke game, I would bet XL just because it's the first game of the season and they're yeah. plus 183, but I don't think they're going to be much better than they were last season. I think what's interesting, I always I always like this angle, and it doesn't always work out, but I tend to like teams that have like multiple new players in their first game when no one has seen the film on them. Yep, I agree. And, and they're more incentivized. Like They haven't been here before a lot of the time, so they want to go out and... I mean, Hjarnan has, Yeah, but... I, I like, think they're a new team, and they're excited, and they're they, they have yeah, a little bit. You of have good energy. You have good energy, and I think just teams don't have film on you, so they don't know what you're going to do. So they have to prepare like a really generalized game plan. So I, I might talk if this number ends up going like toward 200. I might I might fire on Excel for like a quarter. There's a little bit of minutes. of narrative with Schalke too, which is that Schalke was very much like 100 Thieves last year, and that they came out looking good. Well, they looked better than 100 Thieves at the beginning of the season, and then clearly their mentality got destroyed. And with both of those teams, I said they're going to come back this season with a fresh slate and mentality and look better. And 100 Thieves looked awful, so maybe Schalke comes back and their mentality is still destroyed. <laughs> and, and they just lose to XL. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think it's value if you're going to touch that game at all. Yeah. Chris, yeah, whichever way I pick, whichever way I pick, Schalke's going to screw me over. So, <laughs> thank God. Thank God. It. Uh, Origin, minus 164, Vitality, plus 129. I kind of like Vitality here. I love Vitality. Yeah. I like Vitality. I, I like yeah. Vitality here. Might change my pick of the week again. Oh, my God. <laughs> just put, like, four of them down, and I'll roll a dice for which one it is. I like Vitality here just because I think these two teams should probably be even or closer to even. And this I is think... the Vitality meta, man. They have the Cabochar, Jazuke, Mowgli. Yes. This is this is they have the, yes. up, the one of the best top sides of the map in the league. This is the Vitality meta. Also, like even if Sagan ends up playing, as uh, Vitality announced that Jazuke is playing, I don't think so, but I think he will. And they just got back from their boot camp with RNG too. I'm sure they've got some stuff ready to go. Yeah, so fun to watch. I love this is another combination of styles, right? Or it's like another conflict of styles. Yeah, I love be more controlled. I this is gonna be a fun one to watch. I I like Vitality here just because you know I think this should. This is like basically fifty fifty to me. You take the plus one twenty nine. Old man's game. I'm gonna go with OG. So I'm the only one with OG. I like the old man's game, and I think Vitality is gonna come. (sighs) I think Vitality is being slept on just a little bit because of how last season ended for them. Yeah, they weren't. They really underperformed last season, but I'm expecting a big performance from I'd them. I'd also this. say Origin overperformed at least a little bit. I don't think they're like way overperforming. I think there's a lot of stuff I'm still not buying on Origin. I think a lot of Origin's success was due to their coaching and general managership. Like, I'm still not sold on Alfari or Mithy or Cold. None of those Mithy, three guys. I yeah, like I don't think any of those three guys are exceptional players. I think Alfari's good. He's he's fine. Cold is fine. Mithy's trash, and then sheriff, and then sheriff who's like was supposed to be like a prodigy, but has now been around for a while, and is just like has been good but not exciting. And then they have one of the best mid laners in the league in Nuke Duck. But yeah, yeah, I'm not sold on Origin at all. I, I mean, I, I think they're I think they're kind of in that splice camp again, where it's just like. I don't know what the answer is to this team. You would say replace Mithy, I know that, but 
I don't know and what Alfari. the answer is necessarily, but like this is they're probably gonna be third or fourth or fifth and they're gonna be a playoff team. They're gonna be competitive. It's just a matter of, you know, what's their ceiling. I agree with that. I think they have like no real chance of winning the league. See, I think vitality has ceiling because they they, they just play a really, really they just play a risk reward style, right? I don't yep. know. I like Vitality here. Uh, I had Vitality as my second best futures for LEC behind uh, G2, just because G2's going to win. I think when they're playing their best, I think Vitality probably are the second best team. Maybe Fnatic, if Fnatic is like at their ceiling. I think at their ceiling, I think Fnatic and Vitality are like clearly above the rest of the LEC to me. Yeah, but totally. uh, maybe Shalka. Maybe Shalka if Shalka was playing at their actual ceiling, but we've never seen it, so... Every single team did say that uh, Vitality is one of the hardest ones to prepare for because of their style. Yeah, uh, maybe except awesome. G2. Maybe. But Fnatic last year definitely said we don't want to see but Vitality. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree with that sentiment. I like this next one, Chris. Uh, so we have Misfits minus 345, Rogue plus 252. Larson's going to stop Feather Dude, all right. <laughs> I bet on a Rogue already, boys. Dude, Rogue <laughs> if Febby is, yes. is starting, this is clearly I'm excited. I'm <laughs> I decided we were all on the same page with this one. <laughs> well, I just think the numbers way out of whack. This should be like. I think Misfits no. is the favorite, but yeah. I already, bet, I already bet Rogue. But two fifty two—that's nuts. Yeah, I don't. Never uh, been on. He's the Mythy of mid lane. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, Larson so here, here is something that they're trying to be coy about. If you watch the LEC promo video. They showed leader. Yeah, they and, show leader instead. And there was a winky face when someone commented <laughs> on it by the Misfit Twitter uh, account. So I was like, ah. I already said in all, of my, all of my content that Misfits is like needs to bring leader in, and when they do, they'll be way better. So if, if leader plays here, do you like this? But this is a team dice. Yeah, but this I, is actually, I would not have bet this if they announced that leader was going to play mid. I would not have bet it. I think even if leader's playing mid, I think two fifty two is out of whack, like too far out of whack. New player first. I mean, he's not new, mm-hmm. but you know, oh, he's he's a, a masters yeah. level player. You know what I'm saying though? Like first time on the big stage, blah blah blah. Like yeah, it's Jazuke. Like <laughs> assuming Jazuke, we'll see. I don't. I. We're not Wrong, just okay, against uh, Larson. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Larson's I, very, very good. I love Larson. Sorry, sorry. So they have familiarity, both from Masters. Yeah, that's true. They do know each other, but I think maybe – I don't know. I, li- I like the road pick just because I think the number is too far out of whack, regardless of who's playing on either side. Absolutely. Honestly, in a best, best of one? one? Absolutely. Uh, Fnatic minus 244 against SK Gaming plus 186. I kind of like SK here too. I think I'm going to abstain on this one. I'm probably going to do the same thing, but – I don't know. I can't tell if it's just I'm just mad at SK Gaming because of this whole Whirlub situation. I can't tell if that's what's happening or not, but I've lost a lot of my, like, luster feelings towards SK. I wonder if, like, okay, so I think it's real easy to be like, okay, there's conflict within the team. There's all this drama going on, yada, 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 yada. I think people forget that sometimes teams rally around that kind of situation instead of just get, like, you know, disintegrated by it you know like i think there's a lot there's more times than people want to admit that that's what happens like where the rally yeah they might happens. just go like yes we're our enemy is gone now we can be good like even if it's not true like that that might be what they're thinking like now we can be strong yeah we'll, I think, we'll, yeah they might rally i think um what's what's really interesting to me is is you have 
I don't know. I, I think you can you can cultivate as a coach you can cultivate that kind of us against the world mentality, and that's really really powerful. Especially in best of one formats, you can just do anything like just catch fanatic off guard. Fanatic ten- fanatic are pretty good problem solvers in game, so maybe that's not a factor. I I'll probably end up abstaining from this, but I'm leaning SK plus one eighty six at least for this specific game. I'm uh, just putting SK in just because uh, Fnatic still hasn't won against SK in the best of one. Ah. I got, I got nothing. All right, Saturday we have Excel minus one fifty four right. against Rogue plus one eighteen. Right, Chris has to jet. Uh, so... I love you, Chris. <laughs> All right, so we have Excel minus one fifty four against Rogue plus one eighteen. Chris likes Excel. I'm optimistic about this roster, but until I see something, I kind of like Rogue at this point. I'm back on Rogue again. These two teams should be even money, right? (coughs) This is like the Hanwha Jin Air situation, right? Like, you guys... I was a little higher on Excel than you guys were, and I still think this number's wrong. I don't know how Yarnin's gonna play. He'll be fine, I'm sure. I feel like it's like the Prey effect, where it's like, eh, you think he's fine... Dude, don't judge Prey <laughs> on that series. They, that team had more problems. He wasn't the problem in that series. I know, I know. I, know. I was just messing with you. Um, I don't. I like Rogue just because the numbers go, but I probably will pass this. Like, lean Rogue. Yeah, I'm going to pass, I think. This is a tough one because I feel like I should be betting this game, and I may end up betting it just because the odds are so close. There's a pretty good chance that the reality <laughs> is that one of these teams is significantly better than the other. But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't made my decisions yet, so I'm probably just going to end up passing. All right. Uh, SK Gaming, minus 111. Shaka, minus 116. Ooh, this is, this is tough. I, you know, I don't – I should it, – it's so weird because I had I'm, – I'm high on Shaka and I felt strongly about them, but I'm so skeptical. I kind of – I'm kind of in, like, wait-to-see-it mode. Which is so weird because normally I'm like a fire heavy in week one because you're never going to get better value than that kind of person. So I'm probably going to like guilt myself into firing on this because I'm quote unquote I'm supposed to, you know. This feels exactly the same as the last game to me. Is that I feel like I absolutely should be betting on this game, but these teams are they both have such big question marks for me. I'm not sure if I will. I think I'm going to fire on Rogue and Shalka here and just like, if you know, whatever happens happens like, but cause I think that's the right, I think those are the right sides. Like based on, based on my, my preseason read of these teams, I think that's like the, the right side. And if it ends up not being that, then so be it. I'm kind of in that kind of situation. Yep. Shalka and I think in the end I might fire as well and it'd be on it'd probably be on Shalka and XL if I don't see anything that changes my mind. Yeah. Um, but next up we got Splice minus one sixteen, Vitality minus one eleven. Slammed Vitality already. Vitality yeah. In this situation too, man. Yeah, I agree. Chris took the conservative line on Splice, but uh, <laughs> I don't like it. I've had week one Vitality. Who knows? Who seriously? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. We could see. Lulu mid. I don't know. Janna mid. Like, I don't know what the hell Jazuke or Sagan's gonna play. I have no clue. This seems wild. And Dragon's yeah. good right now. You gotta be yourself, Kel. Uh. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I love Vitality here. Yeah, big on Vitality here. Just, there's such a good week one and good best of one team that it's just really tough to, to bet against. Especially with a team that's, I don't wanna say like super conservative in Spice, but Spice is more toward that end of the spectrum. Uh, they showed a little bit of willingness to scrap 
last split, which I think was a good adjustment by them. But I, I still uh, Vitality's a bad miss, like a bad matchup stylistically for for Splice. Like they're the kind of team that beats Splice. Um, Fnatic minus two thirteen, Misfits plus one sixty. Fnatic should win. Fnatic should win, but I'm I'm probably gonna pass on this. Yeah. I want to see Fnatic on day one first. If they look confident, I'll bet Fnatic here. Well, here's the like thing, though, right? Ball. Like, if if Fnatic just, like, smash SK, there's a good chance this line is just, like, 250 or 300. By yeah, it. you got to watch it in-game. Yeah. you got to bet on it in-game. Uh, so, yeah, if Fnatic look like themselves, then I think I think this is, like, base. Uh, I don't like saying shoebox for best of ones, but it's pretty close. Uh. G2 minus 233, Origin plus 172. I'm going to pass on this. Passing as well. This So, like, they this line is set in a way that it makes it really tempting to take Origin, but I think people need to remember that, like, just how much of a gap there is between G2 and the rest of Europe. I already slammed G2. Yeah. Minus 233 is fine on G2. Yeah, you're, you trust them that much. I think I think they're going to want to start off strong before they. They won you know, their last the... like two hundred games against Origin, so I don't yeah. know if they lose. They lose. But... I, I also I also think like they're not going to take the foot off the gas until like later in the season, <laughs> unless you think there's like the MSI hangover. But to me, they're going to be like, oh wow, wait a minute, we're real. Let's try hard, or they're going to be like, oh my god, we're the best, and they're going to have so much swagger that they're just going to like swag walk all over Origin, like. They're just gonna like. They're gonna be smurfing. I don't. I, I, I like the G two pick here. Minus two thirty three is like. I don't know. With that team, I kind of like. I, I'd fire on that. I think. Yep. Already bet it. All right. Na. Cloud nine minus three eighty five. Echo Fox plus two sixty seven is a pass from me. I feel like I got. Yeah, my, I have a sneaking suspicion Echo Fox is gonna win this game. Like I. Have, I can't explain it. <laughs> it just feels weird. I think Cloud nine are a little loosey goosey sometimes. Yeah, I, I just passed on this one. I've already looked over these odds and decided what I was betting, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to pass on that one. Liquid minus 500, 100 Thieves plus 330. No bet as well. I mean, dude, if, if, if we're going to die on the, the 100 Thieves, if we're going to sink with the 100 Thieves ship here, this is where to take it, maybe. Nope. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not dying with the 100 Thieves ship. It's not. And Liquid, again, Liquid's one of these SK Telecom. Yes, they're one of the SK Telecom clump teams. teams. Right, where... They're full tryhard all the time, and especially, I I think I don't want to say losing was the best thing. I kind of thought that for IG, but I think they're going to come out even more tryhard this season, especially since they <laughs> lost last week. I think they're just, yeah. That might be the only game they lose all season. Like no joke, that might be the only game Liquid loses this season. It would not surprise yeah, me to see them go. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, this is too rich, though. I'm passing on this. Uh, TSM minus 323, FlyQuest plus 230. I love FlyQuest here. I absolutely love this number. That is a big number versus this TSM team. Right? Like, to me, these two teams are, like, basically the same. By the way, slight side note, how come I did not get, like, 5,000 likes on my post when TSM lost and I posted... I never. I always doubted them on Twitter. <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> I always doubted them was like my goat post. Oh my god! I even did it on all caps, Kobe style. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I put them for NA power rankings. I'm just trying to check that real quick. One second. So I had um... them. I had them in the same clump with the oh, hundred thieves. Uh... 
uh, Golden Guardians. <laughs> I think they're probably still in the same clump with Hunter. I do, I do no, too. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, oh, maybe that's that's a little low. On the, this is this line's insane to me. Plus two. Th- TSM's not minus three twenty three better than honestly like anyone besides maybe Echo Fox. Maybe yeah. CLG too. I, I like the FlyQuest line. I love FlyQuest here. I'm going to be a couple units at least on that. Um, Optic minus one forty three, CLG plus one ten. I kind of think this is the same kind of situation where I don't know if Optic's that much better than anyone, but I don't really. Trust I actually, CLG at all. I don't trust CLG. I really do like Optic though. Man, CLG, CLG's tough because they actually look pretty good in their first they game. Did. Like they, they look they quite good. And uh, but they've been they burned everybody so many times in the last uh, last couple splits. Yeah, this is like I'm a probably strong, abstaining on this yeah, one. This is a strong lean to CLG, but I don't think I'm going to fire on it. We'll see if, if the odds get better. I probably will, just because. Again, I think these two teams are pretty close to even. Yeah, um, I I, th- yeah. I think CLG. I could find myself betting on CLG. I think CLG is the right side here, just because. The numbers right, and they looked good in week one. And this is optic coming off of like a good, like a decent week for them. So maybe they're tired of it. Uh, if money comes in on optic, I'm, I'm gonna love CLG. Here. Have you guys watched Crown in the Academy League at all? Crown is playing in Academy too. That's a joke, and it's it's so funny because he's just like it's it's like a hell moment. Like Crown just like stuck in hell. Like please get me <laughs> out of here. Try, like just crushing everybody he plays like against so badly. And I think they're still, I think they're still O two, and Crown is just like crushing everybody. Like, oh <laughs> no, poor Crown! They're playing right now too. Are they, they just are wrapped they, are, they to, are they trying to make him go back to Korea? I don't know, man. They've got him playing both leagues. I guess they just don't have a they. They supposedly, their money's worth. they supposedly have uh, a mid laner Scarlet who's from EU, who I don't know, but I, I'm guessing there's like a visa issue or something, so they're just having Crown play for him right now, but. It's just too funny to watch. But uh, good. How about Golden Guardians minus two twenty two against Clutch plus one sixty six? This is a good spot think... to die on the Clutch boat too. This is a good matchup if you want to dive on the on the Clutch sword because Golden Guardians is a pretty variant team. So Clutch could come out and beat Golden them pretty Guardians badly. Really good last week. Though. They looked so, really good. So, I, do, I don't know. Do you give credit to them looking sharp, or do you give credit to regression? Like, do you put more weight on the fact that they'll probably? Come back to Earth a little bit. I'm giving credit to the to them. No, I think they look good. Yeah, they're gonna be good. They look good. But I also think Clutch uh, is is this number. In other words, what I'm saying is is this number accurate or is this off a little bit? I think after watching Week One, yeah, I think it's pretty accurate. I think I'm probably not going to bet it. I think if Clutch drift like a not awful team composition. This is like fine. you could you could maybe bet this in dra- in uh, champion select if you like what Clutch is doing. Yeah, if Clutch don't draft like a literal meme team, <laughs> I actually think I bet Clutch in the draft and then you know hedge. You know if they're like winning or something, you could like just net you know whatever from hedging, right? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We have Liquid minus four fifty five, CLG plus three hundred six. CLG looked good, and this is a good number, but I, I, again, I wouldn't surprise me to see Liquid lose another game the rest of the season. Cal, what do you think? Uh, I agree with that. John, Listen, Liquid, really... CLG, pass. Yeah, that's going to be a pass. Yeah, it's too rich for me. Hundred. Th- All right, here it is. Here it is. This is it. This is the game. Minus one thirty. <laughs> the true meme game, game of the week. One hundred. This is it. 
this is where your loyalty lies. Where's it going to be? <laughs> Clutch gaming. Plus Clutch 100. gaming. CLG's done. They're washed. Not CLG. 100 Thieves. 100 thieves. I mean, 100 Thieves, yeah. 100 Thieves, oh, yeah, they're done. They're washed. I'm taking Clutch. This is so frustrating because I I said, I, I've I've talked to a couple people. I'm giving 100 Thieves this week. Yeah. Like, this is my old, this is ultimate. This game, this game is their game. Like, they need to come out and win yeah, this I'm game. I'm not going to factor yeah. in the Liquid loss or whatever. Because Unless they look, if they look good against Liquid, then I'll probably actually like them against Clutch. But we'll see. Because, like, like, how they look against Liquid, we'll get to see potentially, like, if week one was just a weird blip or not. True. But... I think Clutch is the right side here, man. Yeah. Why are Clutch underdogs here? Like, even all right, even if you, I'm someone that puts a lot of weight on my preseason rankings, and I'm willing. Hundred Thieves is like one and twelve in their last thirteen games, or something ridiculous. Yeah, and, and I'm willing to, <laughs> I'm willing to plant my flag on a team, and I have planted my flag on Hundred Thieves, but I'm also willing to jump ship on this team based on how they looked last week. So, same problem with Clutch on Saturday. If Clutch. Just draft some kind of weird team comp. I'm not opposed to firing on 100 Thieves there either. Uh, so I'm going to show where my loyalty lies on this one and probably not fire on it. <laughs> Which, it's, it's the most exciting game of the entire weekend for yeah, me. Mostly, mostly just yeah. for like the outlook moving forward, not because I think there's going to be Stellar League of Legends played. Uh, dude, it's probably just clutch. Hundred thieves look so bad. <laughs> they look so bad. There's, they're, 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 I they're bad. I hate being wrong, Just... but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, man. They're All bad. Right. Um, TSM minus two fifty seven. Echo Fox plus two fifty one. I get another sneaking suspicion. Echo Fox might just steal one. So you just think Echo Fox is awesome? You, I like, don't, no, Echo I don't. Fox I just think for a team three and one victories like, out of nowhere. Echo seven, Cloud Echo, nine in the same week. I don't know about this. Echo, Echo Fox on Sundays are are the best. Oh god, so. here we go. No, 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 no. Fire, no, no. We're not doing this. We're doing it again. We are doing it again. Fire Echo Fox. They're playing on Sunday. I don't. I just don't think TSM's bad enough to lose two games in a weekend unless it's against like Liquid Cloud Nine. You may never know. Oh, Rushes uh double Xbox parlay. Do it, you won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I double dog dare you, Cal. <laughs> uh, I'll put I put a I'll put a buck on it. No, this is a pass for me. Uh, Cloud Nine minus two sixty three. Golden Guardians plus one ninety five. So Chris likes Cloud Nine to win this, but it looks like he's going to be playing Golden Guardians in DFS. Or he says it's playable in DFS. I, I agree actually, with that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think. Golden Guardians could definitely win this matchup. Yeah. I think I might yeah. even bet them. I think I'm going to bet Golden Guardians, and I love Golden Guardians in Daily Fantasy because Cloud9 play bloody, bloody games. And Yes. You That's definitely a game. Super cheap here, too. I think you should be involved in that game in DFS, looking at the matchups that week. That it's game, game even if you think Cloud9 is going to win, I would have Cloud9. I've, I've I actually bet against, not bet against, but in DFS I had, Fly the first day, and I still cashed because the game was super bloody. And even the second game when C9 played, I it played like, it was like the a other... 38 kill game or something, wasn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was crazy, like the only dude. spike game of the week. Everything else was like under 25. Yeah, I like yeah. Golden Guardians in both spots. I'm gonna bet on man. I like them in DFS. Yeah, plus one, plus 195 is a good number. And they looked <laughs> really sharp last week. Like their macro was magnifique. And Cloud Nine is once again an IG. Clump Camp. team, yeah. <clears throat> they're they're an up and down team. So, uh, yeah, I like Golden Guardians here quite a bit. Uh, Optic. How about this last one, huh? 
Uh, FlyQuest plus one hundred two. I, I actually like as I was writing this up, I was like, wait, what? And fired on it. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. optic minus one thirty three. FlyQuest plus one hundred two. I went my best of one max three units on FlyQuest plus one hundred two. My number's too yeah. good. They're they're at least a, they're at least a tier better, and I I don't know. I think optic is way overrated because they I don't know. They looked okay last week. Like I, what? FlyQuest went O two, which I think has a lot of people like worried about them, but. The Golden Guardians, like, Golden Guardians looked really good. Yeah, I'm not worried. I, I love FlyQuest 102. That's probably even a better pick of the week, but I'll stick with my old one. Yeah, I mean, the other thing to remember is, like, look at who look at who um, FlyQuest played last week, too. Like, Cloud Yeah, Nine, Golden Guardians. And, yeah. And Golden Guardians, who looked very, very good. Yeah, so, I, I love FlyQuest. Actually, that's... Well, I already put my pick of the weekend as Billy Billy, I think, right? Anyway... All right, so I didn't put anything for the other leagues since I wanted to talk about week one impressions and take some time. We'll probably dive into the week, like the other leagues, a tiny little bit. We'll dip our toe in the water next week just to save some time here. Uh, I know CB Law started up, so did uh, I think LMS starts up this week too. Uh, TCL starts tomorrow, I believe. So uh, actually, the one thing that did catch my interest was uh, you, you have a Supermassive versus Fenerbahce in TCL tomorrow. I think Supermassive is minus 192, so maybe you get a good number on the minus 1.5 there. It's reasonable. Um, pick of the week, just to recap. So I'll do Chris's. So Chris is on clutch plus 100 against 100 Thieves. He believes in the Cody Sun Revenge narrative. Uh, I think we all kind of liked clutch there. I was hesitant but you guys liked clutch yeah yes, clutch. I like clutch um let's see what did I say mine was I Billy Billy oh yeah mine was mine was uh Billy Billy plus 1.5 at minus 120 against fun plus Phoenix but there's a lot of good ones this week we have EDG Against JDG is a good one. I think that's a great one. I think FlyQuest against Optic is a really great one. Yeah, There's a lot of really good, good value. A lot of good value picks this week. You could even say, like, some of the LCK stuff, too. Like, whether or not you believe in a Freaker or not, that's a good one. And I went LGD against Sunning. I think LGD is going to smash Sunning, too. So that's a lot of good, like, value picks if you're into that this week. There's a lot of value on the board, especially earlier in the season like this, where teams are overrated or underrated based on, like, a week one performance that – probably doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things so uh calvin what did you go with for yours uh i'm still looking give me count to 10 real quick oh we'll pick uh lng money line lgd money plus line? force lng oh lng oh yeah i like that one too that's plus 468 you're doing, you're doing the straight up money line Yes, you're sir. Betting, you're betting the LNG upset straight up, like outright. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. Calvin. That's our. That's Calvin for you. He's he's the plus four hundred guy, and I love it. Go, go Cal- big. Calvin. Calvin's just trying to dig home. himself out of his six unit hole or almost. Six we six already. Hole. John already said it. I said rookie's washed up. So <laughs> yeah, fired up. Washed. Confirmed. Ten out of ten. Up. He'll probably Three never win a light again. Nope. Oh God. <laughs> uh, just a recap. So uh, we are currently. 2029, and then I I counted your team liquid futures as like its own thing, John. From last yeah, week. it's a weird pick of the week. Yeah, so we're like 2029, 20, two <clears throat> and one. If you want to count the one as the liquid thing, two being just uh someone wasn't there for that week. 
we are a net minus 0.8 units on the cast. I'm plus 424.27. John's minus 1.54. Chris is plus 3.24. Calvin's minus 6.81. So, Cal, you got some catching up to do. But, That's right, uh, Joe. Send me the head-to-head on DFS, bro. I will yeah. say, <laughs> take, like, all, your DFS, take the, all your money. I'll take all your money. I guarantee there's going to be some people that are like, oh my God, you cannot do a podcast with where the four of you are down money over the course of like nine weeks or whatever. Dude, you tried. That's why I say you tried doing this. No, the thing for the thing is the bets that we're giving you on here are almost exclusively plus money bets. We're trying to find the best value every week. I don't think anybody on the cast is down money or even close to down money. No, over the not even. Time. I was, <laughs> so, I was for the first like, two-thirds of last season i had a really really bad spring but i, I was winning money on dfs big time the entirety of last season i was down in betting for the first five weeks and since then like msi <laughs> i just made an untold amount of money and the playoffs yeah. i made an untold amount of money yeah. e- eu playoffs plus msi i like basically yeah. i covered I, I basically covered my losses three times yeah like in those two like basically in like a month which was nuts. Yeah. So. LPL last year, I made so much money. Literally, WE, JDG just carried me every single game. And Another thing game. I wanted to note for people, because I had somebody ask me a question about this in DMs, and so I thought I would like uh, come out yeah, kind of straightforwardly about this, is um, don't always assume also that when you see like a DFS lineup, at least that of me, I don't know about everybody else, that I thought that that is what was most likely to happen. A lot of people... When you don't have a lot of money in your account, I understand the interest in trying to play what's going to win tonight. Like, I got $100 in my account. I want to try to get to $400. I'm going to play what's going to win tonight, and that's what's going to win for me. Yeah, I am not like that at all. Oftentimes, my DFS lineups are hedges on huge bets that I have because DFS is an easy way to spend a small amount of money to hedge against large bets. Yeah, you get way better odds playing DFS than you Yeah, if I, if I bet $2,000 on a team to win, I can bet 200 on their opponent in DFS and right. win 2000 if they win. So it's a, a way for me to put a very small amount of money on to hedge. Or in other scenarios, I just think like, like I won all the money the other day with LNG when they won. And I didn't think LNG was going to win very often. But I have enough money in the account that I can afford to lose for a day. So if I think that the odds are even slightly wrong, like if I think LNG is going to be 10% owned and they win 15% of the time, I'll play LNG expecting to lose. So don't always think that like – I have people message me sometimes. They see my lineup has LNG and they message me and say like, how did you know LNG was going to win? I didn't know LNG was going to win. I can just afford to lose and I think they win slightly more often than the DFS pricing makes it. I think you need to, like, to me, there's, like, a couple ways you can look at just betting in general, and I I think you take kind of the same, I'm a little bit more aggressive than I probably should be, but considering the volume that I have, but you can look at it as, like, investment, or, like, as, like, kind of like investing, you know, like, stock market or something like that, where, like, you just have to look at the math or just see a number that's wrong, or just, like, whether it's a strategy or whatever, you can look at it long form. Or you can try to make a quick buck. And I would – making a quick buck is not the way to do it. That's how Vegas makes money, right? Yeah, so, making a quick buck is way harder than people think it is. If I was trying to bet every day on exactly who I think is going to win, like I only rostered players that I was that I thought were over 50% to win, that is a less profitable overall strategy than doing what I'm doing. 
Like, yeah, you might spike a day or a week here or there, but if if you're thinking long-term, you've got to look at value or... Ownerships, the percentages. Ownerships are huge. If you think nobody is going to be on, like, especially if it's bloody teams, if it's, like, IG versus, I don't know, pick some OMG, and you think, so this is going to be a bloody matchup no matter what, and nobody is going to be on OMG... That makes them a, like a great play, basically yeah. every single because time. If, Even if though you do, think LG, yeah. IG win, because if they do anything at all, you're better than you know eighty five percent of the field. If and they win that sudden, matchup, yeah, all of a sudden you just yeah you're only having to play against ten people instead of you know hundreds of people. Or yeah. the big thing is also we play at least I play the highest stakes games that there are, which don't have that many players in them, and so if I pick OMG, I literally am probably the only person in the tournament that has OMG. So if they win, I just automatically win the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like an automatic six or seven to one return on my money if OMG wins. Yeah. So they don't need to win very often for <clears throat> it to and, be profitable. And their odds are probably more like closer to like plus two hundred. So if you're betting them straight up, you're only getting a two to one payout as opposed to betting them on DFS where you can get like a ten X payout, which is exactly crazy. So So just don't think that every single time you see like a lineup of mine that that's representative of like me thinking that that team was going to win that night. That's not how profitability works. I, I also think like this is this is the kind of approach that you know if if you just listen to this and this is just fun and recreational for you and that that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that either as long as you're responsible about it. But I think what you should do, if you're listening to this every week, whether it's for entertainment or for our actual advice, you should be taking more of a long-form approach to things. I don't know if, if anyone's read my blog. I have an obscene vo- like I have an obscene amount of volume, like betting. I've like literally thousands of bets a year, right? And over time, you need to take a you need to take an approach that's like a long-term approach. Like I'm not trying to. I mean, I'm actually pretty aggressive. Like, considering the volume I have, like, I'm a pretty aggressive better. Like, I will bet for those spike weekends. Like, I'll take shots on long shot parlays to hit on stuff, and I have. I've, I've done pretty well. I actually just missed back-to-back days today and yesterday. I just barely missed one game off of just an obscene, you know, back-to-back days, right? So I'm not opposed to fire on that stuff, but realistically, you should be taking a long-form approach to this stuff and not be trying to spike, like, just have a good weekend, right? And And to add something to that even – you should also realize that the people that are winning at other sports are doing the same thing. I see a lot of stuff like uh, in football, some guy will win like the millionaire maker with like the fourth QB or like the fourth uh, wide receiver for some team. And people will go on Twitter and be like, how the fuck did this guy know to play that guy? He didn't. He just had a, he had 300 lineups yep. and he plugged in all the random guys that could randomly 1% of the time have a huge weekend because they, if they have a huge weekend 1% of the time and he wins the millionaire maker, that's all he ever needs. Yeah. So I mean, he, does, he doesn't need them to do. It's not like he's like, I know the fourth. The game is going to go exactly like this. And the fourth wide receiver will end up with two touchdowns. I can see it happening. No, he's just, he's just filling all the gaps to be profitable long-term. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people don't know, we could go into this, but uh, actually I'll, I'll kind of transition this into the sun off a little bit, but so there's a really, I'd say it's, it, it was like a mini series. It was like a five episode mini series called action on, um, on Showtime, I think it was on Showtime. It might have been on Amazon. Yeah, the one with the uh, with like the fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, color, but so, yeah, go ahead. So it was basically a mini series that they did, partially because sports betting is being legalized in a lot of states, and partially because they kind of wanted to do like give people, you know, a warning that this is not all sunshine and rainbows. 
but it's pretty good. It's it's a short mini series you could watch. You kind of get a look into a couple different types of of sports betters that do it for a living. I think they follow uh, Bill Krakenberger, um, Vegas Dave. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know David Ochoa. He's yeah, he's he's a character, right? And then a Todd, I can't remember the guy's last name. He's like a he's like just starting out, right? And they follow these three different types, and and um, I can't remember her name. She does like football, uh, radio stuff and i can't remember her name now but it's it's kind of a cool look into all this and it kind of they they mention this but a lot of people don't know it uh and it's like a whole topic we could go into but for dfs purposes there's like one percent of people that are winning almost everything and a lot of people don't know that and it's like kind of i don't want to say it's like a sad truth but you you should just be aware of what you're going up against because you have people with degrees in statistics, degrees in mathematics that are running programs and they're setting like hundreds or thousands of lineups at a time. And they have like, you know, collectives and groups of people that have this like group think and talk about it. Just know what you're up against and know what you're signing up for. You can be that 1%, but you got to work for it. It's not like, yeah, like anybody can get lucky, but it, you got to know what you're up against with this kind of thing. So I'd say like, you know, I guess that, that'll be my sign off or whatever is just take a long form approach to things. And don't just – if you're doing this recreationally, that's cool. Just be responsible. If you want to do this as, like, a, a way to actually, like, try to make money or, it's like, you enjoy, like, the actual puzzle of trying to figure out how to make money doing this, I'd say set your limits to a point for yourself. Like, set your bets and unit size to an amount that is manageable for you to bet volume over a long period of time. And I'm talking about, like, if you're if you're if if you have $1,000 in your bankroll, you should be betting, like, $10 a game. Yeah. Not, not like well, what's the, $100 What's the, what's the Kelly criteria? It's 2% of your bankroll, right? Yeah, it, it really it depends on all exactly what you're betting and stuff. But really, like, you should be betting very, like, smaller amounts than you are almost for sure. It's, like, almost everybody wants to bet way more than they should be betting if they want to be profitable for sure. Yeah, it's because most people don't want to treat it as a second job. But to me, it's, like, a really cool hobby that you can kind of treat as a second job, right? Like... And it is a job. Like the oh, amount no, of hours is. that go into this is is huge. If you're just doing this a couple hours during the week or whatever, that's cool. But don't think you're going to be like a super successful long term guy spending three hours a day or two hours a day on this stuff. Yeah, I, nope. I think people underrate just how much time we spend on this stuff. Like John, you and I were even talking earlier. Like we kind of want to split some workload a little bit because it's a lot. It's a big undertaking. It's and huge. You got to remember too. Like for me personally. Part of the reason I'm able to do this is like I can actually watch VODs at like 2x and follow it. Yeah. Like if there's like a if there's like a like a micro outplay that I want to watch, I'll go back and watch it. But like I can watch a game from a macro standpoint at like 2x speed, which is like the only way I have enough hours in the day to do all this. If I couldn't do that, I, and that's like from coaching before, from playing at a high level before. I say before, I'm definitely not now. We can. That's a <laughs> And that's, like, because I have experience with this. I've been following this game for a decade now. Like, a lot of people don't have that. So, it, it takes a lot of time. It's not easy. Don't think of it as a quick money grab. But, again, if, if, if you're just recreational, that's cool. Just be responsible, right? Yeah, don't. I don't have any hate for that either. I bet yeah. 
I, I do DFS for some other sports, and like I'm I'm pretty good at MMA, but like any other sport, it's just a quick money grab for fun. Yeah. Like I, I, I want to watch the I basketball play, I play tonight. Football for fun, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> I play basketball and stuff, and I'm not an elite basketball DFSer. I just do it for fun. But you have to recognize that. Don't go into it thinking that you should be winning because you're putting an hour and a half a day into research or an hour and a half into research. Yeah. Like I mean, I I broke even in the NFL last split, but it was like mostly out of fun, and I thought that was a miracle. Like I was yeah, like, I, I've been yeah, up breaking even the NFL is like borderline impossible. Dude, I've been up like in a... basketball for a long time because one day Andre Drummond scored like a hundred points and I won a whole bunch of money. And, other, <laughs> and then in general, I'm a loser. Another, but, but I got lucky one day, and so I'm generally up. Kevin, you got anything? I kind of no. just counted that as a that's sign my sign off. Yeah, yeah. We, we kinda... no, I would say D- DFS does take a toll. Um, I play every single. I, don't, I play the main sport plus League of Legends, and you know, two years ago I won twenty five k NFL. Uh, this year, I took down an NBA, so I'm hoping down to take down the 50k MLB. I feel like this is the year of the MLB. I've been doing actually well in MLB. It's just like you guys said, it's a lot of research and it's a lot of time consuming. If you really want to take this serious, you know what I mean, and think about longevity instead of now. I mean, if you just want to play casually, then it's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Just throw like a few bucks. But like everyone's always asking me about like why aren't you playing more? But I'm like my my money is literally spread out. Like I go heavy on it sucks sometimes because it's, some slates start at three and yeah. I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping. So by the time like I get paid out for my MOB, I'm in bed and I wake up and like, there's no good contest. I'm sitting there like, all right, well, and it's just, and it happens, but I literally like my money is just spread out. And then when MMA comes, NASCAR comes like that whole Sunday, it's just like league of legends. Cause you got LPL and then you got, uh, NA, NASCAR, MLB, you got four oh, different things, NASCAR, you know what I mean? So, so it's like, all right, it's, it, it is, it is a fun day and you know, it's whatever, but my sign off real quick is just, uh, be, be, uh, reconnect yourself with God and go to church. There you go. A lot of people lose faith and a lot of people want, uh, current results. And I feel like don't just go to God and just be like, I want results now. Really just, dive deeper into your spiritual self and really just look at like, all right, start balancing your life a little bit more, including that, you know, the spiritual, spiritual self. And don't go to some weird pastor who just talks about the good stuff in God, you know, just reads from the Bible. I don't endorse any of this message. Really just (laughs) take it, take it in. I think like, you know, kind of, kind of like, Really, that kind of speaks to like the same idea where it's like just like be long form with stuff. Like enjoy, enjoy yeah. the puzzle, right? Don't don't just think of this as like a get rich quick scheme, right? Yeah, yeah, you hear these stories of people doing that, but like, and that's like treat treat your life that way too, right? Have that's your fun. True. Have your fun. Well, what is it? The journey's the destination, right? Like that's the whole. That's like the quote, right? It really is. Like just enjoy. Like do stuff you enjoy doing. Like if you're just trying to make a quick money grab out of this, I guarantee you're going to be disappointed. Like almost definitely, right? Like, I saw it over and like over playing. again in poker, man, yeah. over and over again. Do People get $1,000. Like yeah, do this because you like playing the game or like watching the game. Like, if you're a recreational better it's cause, and you like watching CLG every week and you're a CLG fan, cool, go for it, right? Uh, if you're like us and you just enjoy trying to figure out the puzzle of this and you love the professional scene, period, then this isn't work to us. It's, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work, literally. Like, it's a lot of hours put in, but I'm enjoying almost every minute of it, right? And rewarding. Exactly. So you put the work in, you get paid off for it. And even if you don't, you know, dude, we're battle. Like I'm battling. I just, I just reached over. I'm plus 1% on 
yield per wager. I just hit plus one <laughs> yield per wager average. One percent. That's <laughs> I fought and scraped and clawed for that one percent, damn it. Right? Like that's <laughs> and you know, whatever. I I've I've done better, but you know, you battle back at it and you keep at it and for full disclosure, I think I'm at twenty eight percent this year. Oh, so I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not counting ROI. I'm just doing. Oh, okay. Major. ROI, I have to go through and do, but I'm higher ROI because my parlays have been bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's so, true. Uh, but yeah, dude, I've been. I can't believe I'm not like limited on that yet. I'll be honest with you. I can't believe I can't believe the books. Not, like we should not let this dude bet these anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm limited in some places. Yeah. You do have to start going to different books and yeah. messing around at different places. Yep. I, okay. At one point last year I was, but yeah, well, I think that's enough for this week. Uh, this is going to be a pretty long episode, but we have the first week in a lot of the regions, and we covered everything, and we covered our week one impressions. Uh, I think that's going to be it from, from us. Uh, everybody enjoy the games this weekend, and good luck. See you later, guys. Good luck. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. Closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode. Oh.